You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if I've got the message today or not. But generally, when I don't, the Holy Ghost just kind of takes over. <laughs> Amen. And uh, I want to pl- uh, preach on today that the blessing of putting God first. Everybody say, putting God first. Amen. When God is in your life, when He is first in your life, it seems like everything else begins to fall in order. Amen. We're thankful for, we're going to have a baptism after service today. Praise God. Amen. Sister Tejeda's teaching our Bible study. Praise God. And our sister's going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. But as you start to put God first in your life, you're going to find that things will fall in order. Everybody say consistency. When God is not first, then everything is out of order. It's what we call uh, our lives begin to get filled with chaos. Chaos can come whether you've got money or don't have money. Can somebody say amen? Now, am I in a Pentecostal church? Okay, I just want to make sure. We've been getting awfully quiet lately. Tim says you're listening, but... (laughs) But our lives, when we don't put God first, oftentimes can be filled with chaos, and our lives begin to lose order. God likes order. Everybody say, God likes order. I don't know about you, but I like order. I mean, likes order today. Amen. And it doesn't mean that we don't have problems. But when God is first, He will order our life. In fact, the Scripture says the steps of a righteous man are ordered. Everybody say ordered. Of the Lord. Go with me to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13 today in verse 1 will be where I'm going to start. I probably I don't think I'll be getting too evangelistic today. Um, we call evangelistic when you shout and yell. <laughs> Due to the subject I'm teaching on. But it is a needed subject. And it is about putting God first in our lives. D.L. Moody, it is said, wouldn't baptize a man unless he had his wallet in his pocket. Because they said that's usually the last thing they give to God. And we are going to talk about giving today. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 1. I may, I may need some help up here, Brother uh, Ward. If... In verse 1, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. 
it belongs to the Lord. Brother Ward, would you skip down and read verse 12 and 13 for us? That thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix, and every firstlings that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord's. And every firstlings of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. Amen. Thank you. He's, he's reading out of the King James. I'm reading out of the New King James. But uh, for you that don't know what that bad word he said is, is donkey. Amen. Just kidding. He said, I didn't say a bad word. He didn't really. It's used in the right context. But we are more New King James, aren't we? I remember growing up being glad to be able, if you read the Bible, you could use those words. Amen. But he's talking about a donkey. A donkey was unclean. But any clean animal, you of the firstborn of a lamb, a lamb, he gives us an example of a lamb. If, if a lamb was born, that first lamb that came from that mother, if it was her first, then it was to be sacrificed because it was clean. But if the firstborn is an unclean animal, and he gave us an example, a donkey, it must be redeemed with a clean animal. In other words, you would sacrifice a lamb in its place and so that you could keep that donkey. You know, all Scripture essentially points to Jesus. And even in these scriptures right here in Exodus 13, they do relate to us. Can I ask you a question this morning? Were you and I born clean? The Bible says we were born in iniquity and sin. Amen. But was Jesus born clean or was he born unclean? Am I in a Pentecostal church again? I isn't clean. Okay. Jesus, the clean sacrifice, or the clean, was sacrificed for us, the unclean. Can you say thank you, Jesus? That's just what we read in Exodus chapter 13. Amen. You see, Jesus was God's first. Amen. Jesus is really what we would call God's tithe. We give the tithe or the firstlings or the first fruits, if you please. Amen. Before we know what's coming. In other words, before any more lambs were born, you offered that firstborn lamb. So you give it. In other words, God didn't say wait. 
till you have 10 lambs and then give me one. He said, give me the first one. And the rest are redeemed and the rest are blessed because you've given me the first lamb. That's what tithing is. That's what giving is. Amen. We give to God first before we go out to eat. Before we get a new cell phone. <laughs> We're not going to have any trouble paying this building off. <laughs> we give to God first before we pay our cable bill. By the way, I've never had cable. Amen. <laughs> How much entertainment do we need, you know? I've got internet. I've got a cell phone. I mean, how much entertainment do I need? Amen. We, we give to God first before we go on vacation. And when we do that, then the rest is blessed. Amen. Do I have a witness today? And we give it our first to God in faith. In faith, not giving just to get. And we've been teaching on Job on Wednesday nights, and the whole big question about Job was, was he righteous only to get the benefits? And, and we, don't, we don't really let God, we don't bring back to God the first, and it's really bringing back to God the first, because so I can get the benefits only. It's because it really belongs to him. Everybody say it belongs to him. So I don't wait to see what's at the end of my paycheck before I give. I give my tithe first. That's giving in faith. Trusting God to supply the rest. Amen. That's why Jesus is God's tithe. It was his first fruit. God didn't wait to see if we would repent before he gave Jesus Christ, before he sacrificed his own son. But Jesus died for us, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners. By faith, God offered. Amen. Romans says that God gave Jesus in hope, and that word hope is the same as, as uh, I believe, faith there. And, and, and that we, that he had faith that we would believe in him. So he gave willingly. So, in faith, God required Israel to sacrifice or to redeem the firstborn of the unclean. But he said, if you don't do this, in other words, if I've got a donkey, and I won't use anybody as an illustration, but if, I, if I've got a donkey, I <laughs> I, I was thinking about an illustration, I thought 
that wouldn't be appropriate. I don't think anybody would appreciate that. But, but if I've got a donkey, see, a donkey's an unclean animal, okay? And if it's that first donkey, yet I don't have a lamb or I don't have anything to redeem it by, then God said, you break its neck. You kill it. You don't offer it to me, but you kill it. You know what God's trying to say there? You don't get to keep it anyway. In other words, you're going to lose it anyway. You might say, well, I don't have a lamb to offer in its place. I guess I'll just have to keep it, you know. No, God says, then you break its neck. You lose it anyway. Amen. There's a principle there. These principles don't die. What people don't understand is if, if you don't give God the first, if you don't, what we call, we use the word tithe, which means 10%. It's still going out of your account. How many's found that to be true? You're going to, in other words, just like you going to lose that donkey anyway if you don't redeem it. Amen. You're going to lose it anyway. The first portion is what you give. The first portion is what redeems the rest. In other words, I believe my 90% will go farther than your 100%. Because when you give that first, it redeems the rest. The blessed is blessed. Hallelujah. Number two, the first fruits must be offered. They must be offered. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9 and 10. Listen to these scriptures in Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 9 and 10. Amen. That's in the Old Testament. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Now, I know you're reading, you're reading out of the King James, aren't you? Yes, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Why? Because you give the first fruit so the rest may be blessed. That's what he says in Proverbs. Honor the Lord with your possessions is the new kingdom. And with the first fruits of all. Everybody say all. Oh. Your increase. So that your, why? So that your barns may be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Exodus 23, 19 says, The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Amen. Notice God uses the word bring. Everybody say bring. And that's really the proper word that he is using. It's a, it's. It's you bring the first fruits. You know why you bring the first fruits? You only give something that's yours. 
the first fruits are not yours. So you're really not giving it. You're bringing it. Does that make sense? Because you cannot give what doesn't belong to you. You either bring it or you steal it. (laughs) Now, it's not often I preach a message like this. And by the way, I do work too. Praise God. We don't give the tithe. We really return it to the Lord. You remember when when Joshua went into uh, the promised land. And they're going to take the city of Jericho. And they're to march around that city until those walls fall. And God said, I'm going to give you that city. But... You're going to take that city, but everything in that city, the spoils of that city, the gold, the silver, is to be given to the house of the Lord. It is to be given to God. You are not to take anything for yourselves. But Achan saw that wedge of gold, and he saw that silver, and he saw that Babylonian garment, and he thought, man, I can take me some vacations with this. I can buy me a nice chariot and I can live pretty good. And so he took them and he hid them away not far from his tent. He buried them in the ground. And and lo and behold, when Israel goes out to take this small city called Ai, and that was the name of it, Ai, he goes out and and, and they don't send very many men out there, but the, the ones they send out, Ai resists them and 30 men of Israel are killed. And Joshua falls on his face and, and he's wondering what's going wrong and, and, and what has happened. And God said, there's sin in the camp. Somebody has stolen what belongs to me. Amen. Achan had stolen it. You say, yeah, but he fought the battle. But it was the first fruit. You see, Jericho was the first city of many cities that God was going to give to Israel to take the land of promise. Amen. And it was the first city, Jericho, was why they had to give everything from that to God so that it would redeem. Amen. And it would bless their efforts to take the rest of the cities. Amen. But he refused. And of course, the end of the story is Achan confessed. He was stoned. His family was stoned. His animals were stoned. And finally, they were able to take the city of Ai. Can I ask you a question today? Why did God accept Abel's offering and not Cain's? You know, for a long time I was thought, well, it's Abel offered a blood sacrifice, but it doesn't say it was a sin offering. And it was a friend of mine that I went to Bible school with. He pointed it out to me, John Brown. And 
he said, read the scripture and it will show you why God accepted Abel's offering and didn't accept Cain's offering. Because the scripture says you're to give the first fruits of your of the fruits and of the animals. So Abel was a, a, a rancher. He, he, he raised sheep. Genesis chapter 4. Amen. Read, start with verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Go ahead. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat of thereof. All right. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But? But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. He didn't, he didn't accept Cain's offering. And Cain was but, very wroth. And his continence failed. He didn't accept Cain's offering, but he accepted Abel's offering. But I want you to notice what it, what it says about Cain. It says, and in the process of time, he brought an offering to the Lord. In other words, he gave what he wanted when he wanted. But Abel, the Bible says, gave of the firstlings. In other words, when that lamb, that first lamb was born, he didn't do it in the process of time. He didn't give it when he wanted a man. He gave it when it was born. He gave it and offered unto the Lord as a first fruits offering and that's why God accepted Abel's offering and did not accept Cain's offering Cain waited Abel didn't we don't give amen when we want to and come on somebody get with me amen we give what God wants we give back to him, amen. And so the, number three, the tithe or that first fruits is to be first. Leviticus 27 and 30, read it, brother. Leviticus, and I, he's having to find these scriptures. I had them typed up. If you put them on the board, I gave them up there to Israel. Leviticus. 27 and verse 30. You can read it off the board if you want and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It is, it's that first fruits. It's that holy unto the Lord. Amen. How many knows that God is everywhere at once? How many knows that he doesn't think like us? The Bible says his thoughts are above our thoughts. Amen. His thoughts are high as the heavens, you know, compared to ours. And and so he doesn't ever say, oh, I didn't think of that. You know, he doesn't say, oh, uh, you know, well, yeah. We, we don't surprise God. He's all-knowing. 
He's, he's omnipresent or he's present everywhere at the same time. Hallelujah. And we describe, we describe God in these terms, but he's also preeminent. And that means he's first. He's above all. He's through all. Bible says he's all in all. Amen. And you know what? He doesn't accept leftovers. Cain was bringing leftovers. Cain brought him what was at the end of his check, not what was at the beginning of his check. Amen. I'm teaching a principle here that if you'll follow it, God will bring order to your life. Praise God. He, 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 He upbraids Israel. He said, you bring me the sick, you bring me the weak, and I'm not taking it. He's not going to be second because he's preeminent. He's the first. Amen. He says, I'm the last. I'm everything in between. Praise God. Hallelujah. He doesn't accept leftovers. Now we do. Life Tabernacle does. If that's, that's all you're going to give, we'll take it. <laughs> but I can't guarantee the rest is blessed. <laughs> Everybody say, he's first. He said, I want to be your first love. Amen. You got to love me more than that. He, he wants to be first because he's preeminent. Amen. And, and as we've said before, relationship defines the rules. And because he loved us first, we give to him first. Hallelujah. But let's say you have a business. Brother Ward. And, and uh, you're going to come and redo my kitchen or, or whatever. And, and uh, you tell me, well, it's going to cost this. Uh, material, labor, I bring in and everything, and I'm going to make a, I say, a $1,000 profit. I say, that's reasonable. So I give you 10 $100 bills. Amen. And uh, I, I almost brought in 10 $100 bills, but I said, no, they'll all think I'm rich. Can I ask, what is the tithe of, of $1,000, $100? Which one belongs to God? It really all belongs to God. Which one do you bring back to the Lord? The first one that leaves your hand, right, goes to the Lord. Get Malachi chapter 3. It's that first one that belongs to the Lord. Now, I'm not legalistic about this. Um, but always when I have made a budget, and I remember when we first got married and we moved up to Ohio, Vera wasn't working. I was the only one working at that time. And I thought, we are going to have to budget. And um, my pastor old pastor had given one of my friends a, a, a budget and when I saw that budget I thought that's going to help us because it puts so much for rent so much for food so much 
But always when I wrote out a budget, the first category was tithes and offering. Amen. And you know what? We made it fine. You know how God blessed us at times? I believe it blessed the rest. We, and, and my wife, she didn't like to cook on Sunday, still doesn't. <laughs> and uh, we, would, we would get, people would give us these coupons out of those books, you know, them big books you used, or people would have those, and, and they would just, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know, but they would give us this coupon for this restaurant we loved. It was a Szechuan Chinese restaurant, buffet with fried chicken, too. That's a preacher's food right there. <laughs> and anyways, that, they, they give us, and we would get out of that restaurant for what, less than $5, eating all you can eat. I think we got drinks with that too. And, and all you could eat for, for less than $5. And that was a deal at that time. I know some of you young people saying, well, that was way back. Not that far back. $5. You know, God blessed the rest. He will bless the rest. You may never get rich. I'm talking about getting rich and all that. But I believe he blesses it in so many other ways. Amen. Bible says it's better to sit down with a morsel or, or, or just having no meat and everything with peace in the home, amen, than it is sitting down with a smorgasbord, if you please. I'm, I'm transliterating here. And there's great, great anger and, and chaos in the home. Hallelujah. I tell you, he blesses the rest. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yeah. Why, wait, why does he use the word rob? Because it's his. If it was yours... It wouldn't, he wouldn't say rob. Amen. Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offerings. Go ahead, brother, up to verse 12. Ye are cursed with a curse. You're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meal in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, Amen. if I will not open up you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. If there's one thing we can try God on, he said. You know, I don't preach a lot of messages like this because I'm afraid they'll be taken the wrong way. But it's truth. It's the word of the Lord. And I've tried to live by it. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean, well, just because I give my first fruits, I can live any way I want. I just found out it helps you budget better. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Wow. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field saith the Lord of hosts. One more. And all nations shall call you blessed. Blessed. For ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. He says you're cursed with a curse. It's not that God curses you. 
It's we live in a cursed world. But he says, I can bless you. And I can rebuke the devourer. But I'm not going to be second. Amen. Amen. Again, he said, bring. Bring me the tithe into my house. Not give. Bring. Because it belongs to him. Go back to Exodus 13 and read 14 and 15. Exodus 13, 14 and 15. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What is this? Thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, oh. both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. Amen. But all the firstborn of my children I redeem. In other words... Firstborn son, they offered a lamb in its place. It's just like a son coming to a father, and they raise sheep, and maybe they're ranchers or whatever, and, and they're telling their dad, Dad, Betsy's about ready to give birth to her first little lamb. Come, this is exciting. And the whole family goes out to the barn, and, and they're excited about this life that's coming forth, and... But when dad leaves the house, he brings a, a knife with him. And, and so they're excited about the birth of this first lamb. This is her first little lamb. But then all of a sudden, the dad walks in and takes that lamb and cuts its throat, kills it. Someone said the little boy thought, I don't know what that lamb did, but I don't ever want to do what he did. Don't mess with dad. <laughs> well, boy grows up and he's taking care of the business now and he notices something in the books and he calls his dad and says, Dad, I, I want to show you something. I, you know, I know we do things out of habit and sometimes we're just not... Some people just aren't good business people and things like that. But I've noticed you've killed 78 firstborn lambs this year. And we could make a lot of money on that. And, and I'm not really trying to correct you, but I think we need to change our business habits. And that dad tells his son, says, son, you, you don't know this, but... But... Um, We've not always been in the sheep business. We've not always done this for a living. We've not always been blessed like this. You see, son, we were slaves one time. We were in bondage. But God delivered us with a mighty hand. And he killed all the firstborn of Egypt. From Pharaoh on down, Pharaoh's son on down, to
to deliver us out of bondage. And when he delivered us, he brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. And we have been in business. And God has said, because I delivered you in the firstborn from the first, uh, and took the firstborn of Egypt, I want you to offer me the firstborn in gratitude of what I did and reminding your children, amen, of what I done for you. Praise God. Because we've not always lived this way. But as long as we do, we got the blessing of the Lord on us. Can you shout praise the Lord, somebody? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can remember in my life as a young man and, and tithing to the Lord, I remember opening up my checking account. And I was working my job. And I was lucky. I, I got to ride with the pastor and his wife. They picked me up for every service until I was old enough to drive. And so I'd get some of those personal lessons in the car that nobody else got. And one of those lessons was put God first. Amen. Put God first. And, and so I would have that. Back then we used to, it wasn't on computer. We'd have a register. And on that register, everything I wrote out, I'd write that. And then I learned, I learned to balance that checkbook. Because just because you got checks doesn't mean you got money. And, and, and so I, I would write in there and, and I'd pay my tithes to the Pentecostal Apostolic Church, you know. And I'd write that in the, in the register. And um, I remember my good friend looking in my register he was we were on the patio we had a, a wooden patio there at the house and I was still living at home and I remember him and he says what is this I says that's um, my tithe I give what is tithe I said well it's my first fruits I'm giving to the Lord I give 10% of what I make I said I give that to God I give that to the church the house of God and, and, and he says you gotta be kidding me and, you know, I didn't make much money. I think I was making four something an hour. But, but anyways, he says, man, that's a lot of money. You've got to be kidding me. And, and, and he was mad. I mean, he was angry. Probably because I wasn't giving it to him. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway he was so angry. My brother, I had a brother-in-law at that time. And he, you know, he really wasn't into church. And preachers, they're just after money. And, you know, it's all that that business and everything. he said he's making fun. He says, "Hey, kid, you know." He says, "Look, look at look what Andy's giving." You know, man, can you believe? And everybody's like, "Gee, we, uh, looking at me like I was some fool." You know, at least I kind of felt foolish. I was embarrassed, so I quit paying tithes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to put God first. Now, years later, I'm 54 years old, and I was probably 19 at that time, something like that. All these years later, oh, I can sing the song, I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. I can, I can truly sing that song, not that I've not had problems and troubles, amen, but God is blessed. And I'm sad to say, because I love my friend very much. I hope he's not watching. I haven't named his name. 
Don't name it. <laughs> but he hardly has two cents to rub together. Doesn't own an, even an automobile. And there were times in his life that he made a lot more money than I did. A lot more. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't outgive God. I know that's an old cliche, but it's the truth. But pastor, I can't afford to tithe. And, I, and can I just say this? You, you will really never be able to afford to tithe till you tithe. I, I don't know how any other way to put it. God doesn't need your money. I don't need your money. I work. But there's a principle there. Tithing is what removes the curse. And it's not that, again, not that God is cursing you, but we live in a cursed world. And when we tithe, our finances are brought out from under the curse. And our finances are redeemed, if I can say it that way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So just do what it takes to return to God what belongs to him. And watch what God does. One preacher said he, he challenges his church to say, just tithe for one year. And if you're not satisfied at the end of that year, give it back to you. Maybe we ought to do that. Just give it back to you. If you're not satisfied, give it back to you. Amen. Because it's what redeems the rest. Praise God. How many is blessed today? It's a new year. It's a new year. Hallelujah. Will you stand and just praise him today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you just lift your hands and give him an offering of praise? We love you today, Lord. We thank you today, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you for your blessings, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to be able to give back what belongs to you and more, God. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Can I say in the history of this church, we gave more last year than we were able, than we've ever given outside of the church.